Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. Let's join Pastor Paul Carlson for today's message. This is where it's at. This is where you want to live. This is where you need to see the world from and everything that, you know, you relate to. See it through the Word of God. I'll take it another step. See it through who you are in Christ. Have a world perspective that stems from the foundation that I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Everything changes when you see it that way. We're, we've been talking, you know, and, and it's kind of a series, but I'll tell you, if you, if you weren't there for the rest of it, it, hopefully it'll make sense for you today. I'm learning from Stephen, make every podcast, you know, relevant to the people that are there that day, you know. But I do have a theme running through here. We've been talking about authority, about the authority of the believer. The good news is, is that you have authority. You have, did you know you have authority? And, you know, we've said this, you know, that sometimes it's, it's, it's not as much a blessing as it is responsibility to know that you have authority. Because, you know, God put things in, in our hands. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that just blow you away that he put things in our hands to use and, and to deal with here on the earth? He gave us authority. In Ephesians chapter 6, we'll, we'll start here as a, as a launching pad today. This stuff that we're talking about is so important. I mean, if you got born again, that's the most important thing that could ever happen to you. But once you get born again, there's this whole living it out here on the earth. We had a wedding yesterday, and I was talking to a pastor who was here, and, and uh, he said, now comes the walking it out. <laughs> I said, yeah. And, and you know, that's how it is. You get born again, yeah. You know, you don't know anything. You just got life in you, though. But then there's this walking it out. Walking out. This change that took place on the inside of you. This radical thing that, that, that you're, not, you're not even the same person you used to be spiritually. The real you. Ephesians 6.10, though, it says this. I'm going to read through verse 13. I think I got the King James today. It says, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against all the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. That's good news, folks. That means that in the evil day, no matter what, no matter how dark it's been, you're going to be able to stand. You and I can stand no matter what the devil's doing. We can stand. Is that always easy? Not always easy. But I'm telling you what, you got the greater one in you. He's going to enable you. He isn't going to leave you stranded, helpless, on your own. He's going to come alongside you and get you through whatever it is you're facing. Praise the Lord. I'm going, to take a, I'm going to take a little bit of time and talk about how the devil operates here in the earth. And from there, then we're going to talk a little bit about, um, I've got great faith today that I can get this in here. All right, we're going to talk a little bit more about what God did to ensure, you know, our victory. Okay? So first of all, I've uh, got a couple of places here in the Word. I'm just going to flip through them quick. You might take notes. You might jot these down. But, but one way the devil operates, Jesus called him out in John 8, 44. He called him a murderer 
and a liar. He says this. He says, you're of your, he, this, Jesus said things. I tell you, I like him. He was bold. He's sitting there talking to the religious leaders. He says, you guys are of your father, the devil. I mean, how does that fly? You know, <laughs> think they invite him back to be the speaker next year? I don't know. I don't know. Did it affect his offering? I don't know. <laughs> he says, you're of your father, the devil, and the lusts of your father you'll do. You know, he was a murderer, and from the beginning he abode not in the truth because there was no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. One way the devil operates is through lies. You can't believe a devil. You know, you can't believe, you know, what the devil says to you. In fact, you know, if the devil tells you you're no good, you should thank him and say, well, now I know what the truth is. I know that I am good. Whatever he's telling you is a lie. He is a liar. You know, he was really talking to the religious leaders there, and, and he was pointing out a, a big problem they had, is that they needed to be born again. See, they had stuff in them that was yuck. They had stuff in them that was of the devil. And it came to them because of what Adam did in the garden. And, and, and you know, really he's saying, man, you guys are operating out of your hearts, but it's the wrong kind of stuff coming out. It's, it's yuck coming out. You know, there's different kinds of sinners in the world. Did you guys know that? There's different kinds of sinners. You know, some people re restrain the yuck they have in them. You know, and they, they kind of conform and do certain things, you know, look good. You know, they might even appear really good on the outside. But then there's, there's sinners that have totally tapped into who they are on the inside. And what do they display? They display yuck everywhere they go. <laughs> scary, I'm sorry. But, uh, but really, you know, all they're doing is, is, is operating out of their inside, out of who they are. They just got the wrong stuff in them. You know, that's the problem with the whole world is they got the wrong stuff in them. It's not what people do that makes them, you know, wrong. It's who they are. It's what they have in them. <laughs> Did I lose anybody on that? All right. It's who you have, what's, who's in you. That's what makes the difference. If God's living in you, man, there's different kinds of Christians in the world. There's Christians that kind of hold back on who they are. But then there's Christians that go, yeah, <laughs> I got stuff in me. And I'm going to share it with the world. I'm going, to, I'm going to express the stuff that I got in me. And it's some good stuff. It's heaven stuff. It's God's stuff. It's life. You know, and, and that's a good thing. I mean, you can, you can affect people with what's in you. Now, I don't necessarily recommend, you know, walking in Walmart today and going, ha, ha, you know, emergency on aisle six, you know, I mean, that's what's going to happen, and they'll probably not treat you like they should, but what I am saying is that you got something in you, you got life in you, you got, like, the goods on the inside, and don't hold it back, Find, let God show you ways to express who you really are, fear is not an expression of who you really are, faith is an expression of who you really are, Love is an expression of who you really are. Uh, the devil, how does he operate? Well, Revelation 12, 9. It says this, he called, it says, The great dragon was cast out, the old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. And he was cast out of the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Revelation 12, 9. The devil operates through deceit. Deceit. Darkness and deceit. He tries to distort things. He'll even take the truth of the word of God and he'll distort it 
That's how he rolls. That's how he operates. The devil operates through deceit. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3 said, uh, But I fear lest by any means as the, the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtly, su that word throws me, subtle, how would I say it? Yeah, that's it. And so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that's in Christ. You know, beguiled, that just means it's another word for deceit. That's how he operated in the garden. He came to Eve and, and, and subtly he, he, he deceived her. He made her think something that really wasn't the truth. That's how the devil operates, okay? What am I going to tell you today? I'm going to tell you you have authority over all the works of the enemy. I'm telling you today that you're not going to live your life by a lie. You're not going to live your life deceived. You are going to walk in the light, and you're going to walk in the power that God has for you. How's it feeling here, Renee? Is it too hot? All right. If you're good, I'm okay. All right. I know who to ask. <laughs> I don't ask Dana because she's, ooh, it's cozy. <laughs> Give me three more blankets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ephesians 6, 11, it says this. It says, put on the whole armor of God. We read this today, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. A couple other versions, Jordan says this, put on God's uniform so you'll be able to withstand all the devil's tricks. The devil's, you know, he's into trickery. In the Living Bible, it says, so you'll be able to stand safe against all the strategies and tricks of the devil's. Of the devil, of Satan, it actually says. The Amplified says that you may be able to successfully stand against all the strategies and deceits of the devil. So the devil's into tricks. You know, again, it's illusion. It's stuff that isn't real. That's how he operates. He operates like a smoke screen. Did I tell this already? We had a situation about two, three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, who knows. We were getting ready. Dana and I both had meetings at like 5 o'clock or something, 4 o'clock. And, you know, we're at our house, you know, both meetings are, you know, are, are, she's at the church and I'm in town here. And, and it's like, I don't know, quarter to four, 20 to four. And, 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 and it just like the devil happened. I mean, all of a sudden the septic alarm went off, you know. Uh, what, you ever hear those things? They are so annoying. You know, and I always, this happens, you know, it's happened to us before. And I'm sitting there going, what is that? What is that? And it's, you know, you know what I mean? It's just this horn. It means there's a problem, you know? It means there's a problem in the septic tank. And I know this. I know how to shut it off. And I know that once I do that, I've got 24 hours in order to fix that thing or it's going to cause us a problem. <laughs> we'll be the ones going, hey, you know? But so, I mean, just as you're getting ready to go, that happened. What else happened? Oh, the engine light came on in the car. Or, yeah, oh, and the cat threw up. The, the cat threw up twice, three times. The cat threw up three times. That's the great thing about dogs. They don't do that stuff. But, but anyway, no. <laughs> I have a cat and a dog, okay. And, and anyway, the cat threw up three times in the house. And, and, uh, and then Dana's taken the car and the engine light comes on. And all this stuff happened. And I said, Dana, you go on. I, I can make the calls I need to. And, you know, and, and uh, as Dana's driving away, I think, you know, 
I, I was only five minutes late, I think, for the meeting I had. You know, we got it all whipped into shape and cleaned up and out the door. But as Dana was driving away, the Holy Ghost spoke to her and said, it's all a smoke screen. It's all a smoke screen. You know where your mind can go when all that stuff's going on? I mean, I hate red lights coming on in your car. Engine lights. So why do they, do they just do that to scare you, I think? <sighs> so anyway, I take the car in, and I have it looked at. And he said, oh, it was just a malfunction. You know, there's nothing wrong with your car. I have the septic guys come out, and they look at the septic, and they said, ah, no problem. You just a, a sensor light was, was, there's some water that was trickling, and it was causing the sensor to go off. There's no big thing. I mean, I've had them come out where it's like, <laughs> anyway, it was nothing. And, you know, cat puke, I'm sorry, it's cat puke. You got to deal with it, you know. But, but, but here was the thing. God said to Doldana, he says, it's all a smoke screen. You know, that's how the devil operates, smoke screens. What he wants to do is throw things in your path so that you'll react in ways that he wants you to. You know, you always got to get beyond the smoke and see where the truth is, you know? Um, that's how the devil operates, through deceit, through tricks. Another place in the New Testament, 2 Timothy, it says that he uses snares. It says in 2 Timothy 2.26, uh, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who's take, who are taken captive by him at his will. Then again in Timothy, in 1 Timothy 3.7, it says, moreover, we must be of a good report to them which are without, talking about bishops and stuff. He says, Let, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. So, you know, he's out there. He puts snares in people's lives. I, I hate talking about the devil, but I'm just I'm going to tell you the victory in this whole thing, too. He's out there, and, and you do need to know this. There is opposition in the world. There is opposition when you get up in the morning. I, I was watching that Donald Trump show uh, one time. You guys ever see that? Uh, Apprentice. And, and uh, he had this, this guy on here. This guy, it was one of them where they had all these celebrities on there. And, and this celebrity came into the Don and he quit. And he says to, to Donald, he said, he said, I didn't think it would be this hard. He says, it's such a fight. And Donald, you know, is sitting there with his power tie on behind his desk. And he looks at the guy and, and he says, listen, every day I get up is a fight. I just go out and win. I said, Dana, write that down. <laughs> Every day you get up, there's a fight out there. Don't quit. Don't quit. You've got the goods to put you over. Don't fight. Or don't fight. Don't quit. Fight. Fight. There's battles out there, and don't be deceived. Don't think they're, you know, the, 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 one of the biggest trip-ups the devil would have you make is to think there's no fight out there, that there is no devil. I mean, that, that hey, we're just going to float on through, you know, do you ever have, think that, that you're just going to float on through life like, you know, on flowery beds of ease and just, it's a Kenneth Hagin quote. But, you know, and you think, you know, everybody else is doing it. This is what happens is you think everybody else has got it easy. And you're the only one struggling. And you're trying to look like you're not struggling because you don't want to be a, a weirdo or something. But everybody struggles. Everybody has fights. But you are more than a conqueror. 
You are a champion. You've got the greater one in you, and with everything you're facing, you can overcome it because of who you are on the inside. You're born of God, John said. Everything. He didn't even say everyone. He said everything that is born of God overcomes the world. Say, I'm an overcomer. Say, I'm born of God. I've got world overcoming power on the inside of me. Wow. Yeah. All right, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. it also talks about Satan. It says he comes and is transformed into an angel of light. Um, and then in 1 Peter 5, verse 8, you know, is the one where it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, is stalking about seeking whom he may devour. And what do we say to that? We say, I'm not one that you can devour. He's looking for someone who he can devour, but I'm not one. Another one is he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10.10, Jesus' own words. He said, he said uh, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, but I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Last week, uh, Dave and Jackie Blasco were here with us, and they're somehow related to us. And uh, I always forget, but, but uh, they're great people. And, and Dave was telling me this story about he was deer hunting in the past couple weeks. This is a great story. He's out deer hunting on his land. You know, he lives on this place over in Shatek or near Shatek. And he's got a nice uh, piece of land with a lake in the middle. And so he's, he's deer hunting with my father-in-law, Doug. And they're up in the trees with their bow and arrows, you know, and waiting for some deer to come by. They saw a few through the time they were hunting, but one, one day it was getting towards night and the sun was going down and he said, I'm sitting up in my deer stand and he says, I see this shadow coming by the lake. And he said, in my mind, I thought, well, maybe a neighbor's dog is loose or, you know, maybe it's a coyote and all these things are running through his mind, but this thing going by the lake gets closer and closer and the more it gets closer he sees it's a bear he said in all the years you know on my land i've never seen a bear now my father-in-law doug he's seen four four or five of them i think but he gets out there i don't know what he does but he finds them but uh dave says there's a bear and this bear comes over right to where i'm at in the tree and he says he goes by a tree it's about 10 feet away and he gets on the tree and he starts scratching his back and then 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 i mean he put on he's saying man the bear put on a show for me he lays on the ground on this rock and starts scratching his back on the rock the guy had a terrible itch i don't know he's probably in the woods all day and and just was it was scratching away and then the next thing dave says the next thing i knew is he crawled up this birch tree that was like 10 feet away he says i feel like i could have reached out and touched him he got eyeball to eyeball with him I'm saying, whoa, Dave. I said, what'd you do? He says, well, I had an arrow in my hand. I was ready to stab him, you know, or whatever. But, but then the next thing he knew, the bear crawls down the tree, and he's scratching his back on his tree. And he says, he says and, and as, it, as the time goes on, the next thing that happens is the bear starts crawling up his tree. The devil is walking about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's not going to devour us. I said, so what would you do, Dave? 
you know. And he says, I just stood on my deer stand and I said, get! He stopped the deer stand and you know what the bear did? He ran right down the tree. Ran over to Doug. <laughs> Doug's unfazed by that. He just, man, it was just a bear. <laughs> but you know, that's what you need to do. When the devil's crawling up your tree, you need to take a stand and you need to say, no, go. In Jesus' name, you can't have me go. You can't lay back and just say, well, I guess this is my lot in life. I remember one time when we were young parents, it had to have been Kara because we were living in this apartment over in Minneapolis, and, and uh, Kara had the, what they called the croup. Have you ever been a parent and have your kid have the croup? Oh, I tell you, you know, it's bad enough being a, a young parent with a, this little infant that, you know, and cries and, you know, does stuff and, oh, you know. <laughs> What do you know? You don't. You never got trained for it, really. You know, and you're just trying to figure. You're trying to do everything right, and they don't shut up at night. And and, and man, I never prayed in tongues so much as when I was a young parent. You know, and and um, but anyway, you know, Kara. I'm sure it was you, Kara. You had the yeah. <laughs> she had the croup, and I remember that that uh, it went on for how long, Dana? Long time. Seemed like months, but it was only a couple days. And we'd been to the doctor, and, and they told us, you know, things like take them in the shower. Is that the right thing to do, Scott? Take them in the shower and let the humidity kind of, and take them out in the cold and do stuff like that. But anyway, this thing had been going on, and we, of course, we had laid hands and prayed for, you know. I mean, goodness, that's, of course we did that. But we're sitting there, you know, and it seems like things like that always get worse at night. I don't know why, but, but it just did. And so we're laying there in bed one night. This was after a few nights of it. And, you know, we, we just were, we'd had enough. And, and laying in bed in quiet, and all of a sudden, oh, you know, however they sound. They sound like Sparky the Seal, you know. Oh, I can't do a good seal imitation. But they, this, this terrible noise. And I remember we just laid there in bed. Do you remember this, Dana? And I remember I just said with... You know, right out of my heart, I just said, in the name of Jesus, I command that croup to go from my girl. Then you know what we did? We laid there in bed in the silence for quite a long time, almost wondering, did that work? <laughs> I'm being honest with you. That's what we did. But you know what? She didn't croup again. We took a stand. You know, God will have... Yeah, Dana had to get up and see if she was still breathing. <laughs> It got so still, so quiet. Take a pulse. Anyway, but anyway, what am I saying? You got to take a stand. You got to take a stand. Wow. I should have used more faith in this, trying to get the sermon done. But um, I want to tell you this today, and we'll, we'll, go, we'll go with this thought, is this. For you to successfully stand, you know, in this day, one, one important thing that you need to, to, to build in you is this, the reality of that you are a new creature in Christ. You need to, this will help you to stand. I'm telling you what, to know this, that you are new. You have God living in you. You are a brand new creation in Christ. 
I've been looking through Paul's letters. I always look through Paul's letters, you know. And, and uh, every group that he wrote, it's like a theme that he was telling them. This is what Jesus did for you. You are not the same anymore. You're a brand new person in Christ. You can't judge your life by your flesh. You can't judge your life by who you used to be. You might have had a bad past. You're a new person. You're a new creature in Christ. All that went on before, it doesn't matter. You're born again. You're a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. What happened to you? You don't, I didn't understand it, man. When I went forward, you know, 34 years ago, I didn't understand what happened to me. All I knew is I went forward and I prayed a prayer like, like we did this morning. Everything changed. The more I go, though, I'm beginning to understand. I'm beginning to understand that something happened that was absolutely radical. You see, Jesus did the work. This is out of Corinthians chapter, 2 Corinthians 5. Jesus did the work on the cross, in his burial, in his resurrection. God did the work through Jesus. And what he did, God saw it that Jesus did it as our substitute. And what he did on the cross, in the burial, and in the resurrection, it didn't go to Jesus' credit, it went to your credit and my credit. Jesus became who you and I were on that cross. It says in 2 Corinthians 5.21 that he who didn't know any sin, that's Jesus, he became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. In Christ. It's the same breath that Paul's talking here. He says if anybody gets in Christ, they're a brand new creation. The old person is gone. Here's a couple versions. Frank Laubach said, The man he was passed away. Behold, a new man was created. The Weymouth said, Old state of things has passed away. A new state of things has come into existence. The Dean said, He's uh, not a man merely altered, but a man remade. Another one said, he, Everything the past is finished and gone. Everything has become fresh and new. Another one said, He's not the same anymore. A new life has begun. What happened is you got infused on the inside with something called God life. You and I were dead spiritually because it was passed on to us from Adam. And, you know, we're, you know uh, what Adam did affected the whole human race, you know, the world we're living in. You know, uh, the, the whole world system was affected because of what Adam did. The devil became the god of this world, small g. But what happened in Christ changed everything. When you get in Him, all that He did, all that He accomplished, gets deposited in your account. You know, it's like them Swiss bank accounts. They, they type it in and it gets, gets wired in. You got your, your bank account got loaded. <laughs> You're loaded with all the riches, all the benefits of being in Christ. Glory to God. All right, I just preached five pages. Anyway, <laughs> we'll go with it. To be successful, to stand in your place, I, I'll tell you what, that's a, you need to grab your heart around that, that you're not the same anymore. You're, don't ever look at yourself, you know, as being ordinary. Don't ever look at yourself, you know, 
Uh, all I'm seeing is the, the zit. I think you were talking about me this morning with that pimple on the face, Stephen. Yeah, I might have one. 54 years old, you still get pimples. Can you believe it? I thought that ended when you were in your 20s, but, but hey. <laughs> Don't judge yourself by that man. Judge yourself by who you are inside. You want to know what you look at? Here's the mirror you look at. Look at flip it over to Galatians and look at that. Say, I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but not yet. No, yeah, not I, but Christ is living in me. Oh, well, you know, I don't even see that zit anymore. I'm seeing Christ living in me. What'd you say? I said, good. Hey, yeah, good. Go, Rhonda. Yeah. You, can, you are allowed to say it. It's good. Anyway, hallelujah. I keep trying to get to Colossians, but it's going to happen one of these weeks. First John 4, 4 says, You're of God, little children, and greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So there is a devil out there. He's full of tricks and sneaky stuff and lies and deceit and all that kind of thing. There is a world system. But I'm telling you that you've been taken out of that. You're in the God system. You're in, you're in the new creation system the new creation reality that's how you see everything from who you are in him thank you for listening to liberty christian center's podcast to partner with this ministry or for any additional information please visit libertychristiancenter.org